Keep it fun. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host, at Steve Diddy, NFL. <laughs> and of course, follow the group at UK Packers. Look, you come here, you come here for a silly billy old time, don't you? Oh, so many giggles. So many giggles. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us at Daryl J. O'Brien on the Twitter. How are we getting on, bro? And yeah, strange. Good. Well, I think we should probably announce your big news. Uh, of you getting engaged in, or engaged in, engaged for those who, uh, who pronounce things correctly I did yeah. congratulations thank you very much it's um, I love the way you know myself and John have been together since Jesus was a baby and uh, we rang you up and told you the news and you, and you said are you sure you guys aren't rushing into this thing yeah uh, I mean I would be know. careful you've done things the wrong way around you've been married for like 25 years you're just getting engaged now yeah. Whereas I was engaged for about 10 years mm. and we only got married. What I will say is we've given the two women in our life, not the two women in each of our lives, the two women aggregate as in one woman, one woman. Eat. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know what I mean, right? Yeah. We've given the women in our lives plenty of opportunity to leave us. No strings attached. And they haven't done so. Yeah. So, so it's their fault. Their fault. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's sort of like, are you sure? You know, it's like, um, yeah. There's the door. Or forever hold your peace. So like you've yeah. got engaged and waited for ages. Oh, I went and did it arse around back ways, got the houses and cars and That's because you're an accountant and you're a number crunching and went, where am I going to get the most appreciation value? Mm. Kick to my marriage. And that's the thing, without telling Joan, I crunched the numbers and I'm looking at the tax benefits of uh, being married and, you know, <laughs> makes sense. Oh, you old romantic, you. Oh, I know. Uh, how we did it was romantic, but... Um, I think we should get on to some Packers news because, as usual, Daryl, uh, the Packers in the off-season, absolute blistering news stories to talk about. Yeah, well, you know what I love about the Packers is they manage to... Um, they manage what they always manage to do is they manage to make the most mundane seem absolutely scandalous. Mm. Well, according to the fan base. So, yeah. let's... Right, let, before we get into any controversy here... Let's talk about the big dog. Um, Mercedes Lewis is back in town, which yeah, I know you're happy big about. Dog. Delighted. Mm. Absolutely delighted. I mean, he's, he's a big tree. So he's an oh, oh, hold on. I never realised this, but and I haven't done this in quite some time. I don't know if you've ever heard this, but Daryl, would you say Mercedes Lewis is, I don't know, maybe of advanced age? Possibly. Would Possibly. it be too much to say that he's potentially... That's the old fart trap. Yeah, but but hang on, hang on. I mean, relatively yeah. speaking, because I still am one year older than Mr. Lewis. <laughs> makes me decrepit. You thank God yeah. I never farted? <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Oh. Sorry, sorry. Anytime sorry we talk about decrepit old men, we have to play that. But anyway, <laughs> I think we should probably march strongly on. Nice. Um, so Mercedes Lewis, um, he fills a role for the Parkers. There because I see his tweet was something like, oh, it's not about, you know, the yeah, money yeah. is in the car and it's not about the money. It's about, and I'm sort of thinking, yeah, what do you say? Hold on. I will quote it directly. Obviously. Yeah, I've got it. I have it. I have it. I have it. I have it. Do you have it? I have it. Do you have it? Yeah, I have it. Do you have it? Right. Go on. Go on. What did he say? No, I've lost it. Obviously, making money is always in the car, but definitely not the driver or the engine, but maybe sitting in the front seat with the window down year 16, run it. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of get from that that he's, you know, he's saying it's not all about the money; it's about the passion. But at his age, Daryl, like it, the fact that he's still playing, um, yeah, amazing. Is, it, it, you know, and the thing is, look, he fills a role for the Packers, 
that he wouldn't really fill for anybody else. And it's that thing of, uh, you know, the Seahawks had Jimmy Graham. It didn't know how to use him. And then he came to the Packers and then it just turned out, okay, no one knows how to use him, I guess. And it's probably age. And then, you know, we look at Mercedes Lewis. He has massive value for us. Nathaniel Hackett came out and said he's one of the best ever. But to everybody else, um, he does. you would have to run the Packers-specific offense, Daryl, for him to make an impact. And the fact that he's been in the Packers offense now for, you know, since they... I guess, sucked and he wanted to leave. Um, so yeah, look, we're excited about it. We know how important he is, but anybody looking to pick up a tight end in fantasy, they never pick Mercedes Lewis. No. Am I right no. in saying? I think you're probably right. And the only, well, the only other thing is, it's great motivation for the actual team itself because how in much esteem he was held around the yeah. place. And it, I think it's just good news. You know, They're not saying goodbye to an old friend. He's hanging around. I mean, he does have a wealth of experience and that's probably you know in crunch game time that's probably not a bad move either but it's just more for the fact that people outside looking in don't realize how big of a deal he is in in the actual dressing room so it'd be nice to have him there i mean the players are delighted and that's a good sign yeah i mean he's a he's a leader in the locker room so they they kind of uh, there's a good article on theathletic.com by matt Snyman, and he goes into just talking about the percentages that he's played and stuff like that so you know, when they first brought him from Jacksonville to Green Bay, that was the year that we sucked. And Daryl, that's the year that Mercedes Lewis was... I tried to find it again, couldn't find it. Um, that's the year that Mercedes Lewis went on that podcast with Martellus Bennett, of all people, um, and started saying about oh, Aaron Rodgers rolling his eyes and changing plays and all this type of stuff. And when he went to sort of, I put it in air quotes, against Aaron Rodgers, but maybe he actually did Aaron Rodgers a solid by saying it because then people could say, oh yeah, Mike McCarthy was doing this, that and the, ever, and the other or whatever. But because of that, and because of the way the Packers really don't take kindly to someone speaking out, I thought they would definitely turf him out. Um, and then he came back, and in that story, and in the one by Jason Wildy, it turns around and sort of discusses the fact that he was ready to pack it up his backs yeah. and leave. Um, I was going to say something yeah. else there. Um, so, you know, and the fact that Goody called him and convinced him to come back down and re-sign is interesting. So it just goes to show... The ball was kind of in his court all along. And I thought it was like, he says this, they're not going to bring him back in a one-year deal or whatever. And they continued to do it and highlighted as well. You know, he, he plays very little um, in in the first season. I think it's something like 18% or something, I think, in the article. And it starts to sort of slowly decrease. But he's getting paid in this deal, Daryl, more than he's yep. got paid on his previous deals, which just goes to show how much they actually value him. And all of this talk of, oh, the Packers never play their, pay their veterans and they undervalue them. It depends on what position you play and how important they yeah. feel that you are, I guess, whether they think they can replace you. It is a business, but they see the value in Lewis to bring him back anyway. Yeah, well, I think that's right. And again, because of the AGAs, the experience he has, getting rid of him and buying someone else in, one would be too expensive and two, you've got to train him in again. Yeah, yeah, and look, I mean, we basically use him as an O-lineman, you know, and there's, yeah. all the, there's so much footage out there of him absolutely owning people. He's a big guy. He's willing to do it as well, which is good because we saw Preston Smith come out and he was dropped into coverage and that shaved off an awful lot of his contract and he took a pay cut to stay back in Green Bay. Um, you know, and we see other players sort of being used at a position almost and it, it hits their stock in a negative way. Whereas Mercedes Lewis had the luxury that he'd been playing in the league so long and he's still hanging around that his role as a blocking tight end is what his niche is now. So it's really interesting that they're using him for something that's kind of counterintuitive to an awful lot of football heads. You know, you want him to get production and there's enough on there that he can go up and catch the ball if you need him to, but that's not what they yeah. need him for. Um, and I'll tell you what, his emergence makes sense as well when you look at how the Packers used to value a fullback and how even Matt LaFleur... Um, there was a lot of talk about, oh, well, the fullbacks are going to feast 
with him because, you know, he likes to use the fullback in there for protection. He's basically got that player in Mercedes Lewis, a player who's been mm. around. Um, you know, it, it, the draft class was 15 years ago there. There's not many players left no, playing. I think in he's the, the only one. I actually think he's the only one in the NFL from, that's 2006. Yeah, so there's actually there's two other players. Um, one of them is uh, Rams left tackle, Andrew, let me get this right, Withworth. Whit, Whitworth. Whitworth. Whip. And so does him. Withworth. Withworth. And we cannot forget about Ravens punter, Sam Cook. Um, he's also still in the league, Daryl. Um, again, like it's easy to forget about a kicker, but I think, you know, the kickers can't be left out. They have to stand to attention, Sam Cook, and, and yeah. really make himself known, you know? Yeah, well, you, you don't want, uh, you, don't, you wouldn't want Cock to be a flop. No, you wouldn't. But in fairness to Sam Cock, there's a reason why he stayed in the league. Cock day in and day out, week in, week out, smashes his balls up the middle um, and he's very reliable. But anyway, this isn't a Cock podcast. This is all, all about uh, Mercedes Lewis and the big talk. And also, I guess we've said all we can really say about um, Mercedes Lewis. And it's good that the fans sort of have a niche <laughs> player in that. Uh, yeah, well, we move to... on to where the fans, you know, I mean, the fans generally, um, you know, as, as we all know, Packers fans, especially Packers fans on Twitter are reasonable, reasonable people. Oh, very reasonable. And that's so why I think we'll then <laughs> we should move on to Kevin King, should we? where they remain reasonable. Yeah, very reasonable. I mean, all of the takes on there and sort of seeing how <laughs> it's not going to hog tie us um, in the draft. Uh, it doesn't mean I'm Daryl. Now, look, what I will say is, what, what's your initial take on, on Kevin King? I think there is a sort of a collective groan out there with a bad taste in our mouth with the NFC Championship game but we cannot be as short-sighted as that well I think what we'll do is first of all I think maybe we'll explain what he's actually what his contract actually is so um, it's a signing bonus to 3.75 million but what's beautiful and what is in vogue now and a lot of people are, are hearing it um, when they talk about voyage years in a contract and it's something mm. obviously me and you are very interested in because it's legal and accounting yeah. um, so obviously it looks like when, when you read it it says he's been signed up for a four year contract at 3.75 million but he hasn't in effect he's in simple terms it's a deal of one year yeah. and 4.75 million with the incentive so it allows on paper for the contract to be four years long uh, it means that you can spread out your cap hit for four years, but in effect, it's a one-year contract. So you kick it all down for four years, and when it ends next year, then your cap gets hit. But it just means the player gets all his money now, and we obviously don't get the cap hit. So in that sense, it's not a massive hit on the cap to keep Kevin King in. Yeah, and look, it makes an awful lot of sense, both for the player and for the team. Um, we've discussed this before where we don't re- um, I know we're going to we're going to go through another thing from Matt Schneidman uh, you know sort of talking Schneidman. about Schneidman. where the depth chart is and you know we're going to look at the sort of where we're thin on the ground there cornerback was not an area where we needed to like have to pull the emergency cord here you know we've got Jair Alexander who's obviously becoming sort of this all pro amazing player uh, stat wise leadership wise maturity wise gameplay and to say he is the size he is and to pull in that production is quite amazing and to have Kevin King who's like you know the opposite when it comes to height and the Packers obviously like his height I liked his height when he was coming in the main issue with him Daryl um, apart from the brain fart moments where he gets burned badly um, is is you know down to injuries so he's played basically two thirds of his yep. time that he's sort of been in the league so when you look at that and it's and the problem with him too is and this was a discussion that we've had over the years now when we've looked at whether King would be re-signed was the fact that you know would his injuries undervalue him in a way um, if that's even possible with the amount of injuries that he's had because you, you know you get what you pay for I guess 
Um, you know, but he's had injuries at different areas, you know, like he's had yeah. hamstring injuries, shoulder injuries, um, and all the other laundry list of, you know, the same injury but different sides of his body kind of thing. So you look at that and you're like, okay, well, is that the best case scenario because he's not re-aggravating an injury that would just won't go away? Or does it show that he's just not a durable player because he is quite um, small in stature, not in height, I suppose, but, you know, in the um, six foot three, for God's sake, but just he's 200 pounds um, and he just plays light sometimes. Um, and also depending on who he's marking, he can be dynamite or he can he can have real brain fart moments. Um, now, I see an awful lot of people that are going back to, you know, two years ago and saying, if we yeah. get that guy, well then, blah, blah, blah. But look, at the end of the day, he has an incentive to stay healthy because it's it's likely built into his contract that if he does, then he gets bonuses. Um, not that he can, you know, because that's what that's the other thing as well. People are like, oh yeah, well, what, he'd have to stay healthy then, won't he? And you're kind of thinking... If yeah. he could, it's not he really would. His choice. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's not like really his choice. It's a contact sport, for God's sake. So if he can stay healthy by uh, nutrition, by what the way he tackles and all this type of stuff, um, and then down to sheer luck, uh, well then, you know, he's he's going to get his bonuses. That puts good stuff on game tape for him. But I don't think this excludes the Packers from drafting a cornerback high no. in the draft. I think it almost no, no, no. promotes that idea because you're like, listen, yeah. we'll get you in. We don't expect you to play. We sit you behind this person. And the thing was, is I heard this talk as well there where they were saying, oh, well, the Packers obviously looked into the cornerback market and saw, you know, there wasn't value there. People were overpriced. You know, I nearly agree with that. I see some top name cornerbacks out there, you know, Malcolm Butler and hmm. uh, these players. But like, when you look at them, you're kind of like... <laughs> Like you're going to pay that extra premium and then depend on an aging player. That's not really the Packers' modus operandi, no. is it? You know, they go I young don't think, no, and I don't, Yeah, that's it's not their plan here. I think no. here they're just looking for cover. It's a year's contract, let's face it. and It's not really hitting the cap. He's there as reserve. He stays fit, he gets to play. If he doesn't, again, I don't think signing him means we're not shopping. Oh, definitely not. I mean, if any, look, it, the thing is, now this is what Goody does well. And people are like, oh, Goody needs to go now to stay there. But um, it's like when he signed Devin Funches. Um, and again, like everyone scoffs and laughs and all that type of stuff. But again, he's a veteran wide receiver. Yes, we yeah. drop issues. We're not saying he's perfect, but we can see the intent on the face of it is that he had this... Now, it didn't pan out because Funches went and declared that he wasn't going to play due mm -hmm. to COVID, right? Due to family reasons. So that's absolutely fine, whatever. Um, but, you know, he signed him as kind of a, a fallback because if he went into the draft, he wasn't going to get who he wanted, which he obviously didn't. Um, well, then, you know, he was a fallback to say, at least we're not scrambling. Um, and the Packers, again, number one offense in the NFL. People can dispute that in spite of the wide receivers somehow, the way they uh, cook this stuff up. Um, so, you know, this is the same as what he's doing with cornerback here. He's going into the yep. draft, not hogtied to say, well, you know, round one or two, we need to go cornerback now or we're goosed. Not, Daryl, that that would actually pan out. Like, why you don't draft to play that year at all. I mean, no, they, they, no. players are very rarely... And look, at if, if anyone wants an example of that, right, and I'll stop talking now, look at the Vikings. Their defense, mm. uh, back, defensive backfield was trash, and they were all young guys. So again, Zimmer, who was fantastic with his defense, brought in all these young fellas. Um, and we, we saw when they went up against Aaron Rodgers, they got absolutely smoked. And that's what happens. You bring in young guys, uh, you know, is that young guy going to be better than Kevin King day one? No, I don't think so. Kevin King gets injured. He's in there anyway. So, I mean, you know, yeah. why does it matter? Um, but yeah, look, I think it makes sense. Kevin King has left a bad taste in her mouth, but he's not as bad yeah. as some people think no, he is. No, he's, he's not. I mean, he's, look, he's, his best asset has always been preventing really long completions. He's extremely good at that still. And when he's good, he's brilliant. When he's bad, unfortunately, he is disastrous. But, yeah, but he's got yeah. experience. Why not have him there as a fallback? 
Yeah, and look, if you want to incentivize a guy not to give up those splash plays, not to lose concentration, well, then yeah. this is his audition tape, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, Kevin, you don't get paid if you don't play well. Does that? So play well. Yeah, exactly. And like, if you look at it right, he t- this is the, the number one thing for him is he tested the free agency market. He mm-hmm. couldn't get any better than a one-year deal back in Green Bay. Yeah. So if he wanted to see in real terms what his value was, unfortunately, with I know the salary cap dropped and everything else, but that's where he finds himself. So what an incentive well, for him it, to get back on track. And, and if you look at his tweet, and I don't read much into tweets, but if you look at his tweet, he says, man, God is good, feeling blessed for the fam and excited about the opportunity, which means... He knows. You know, he's lucky. He knows he's lucky. Yeah. You know, he and as you say, he dipped the toe in the market. Nothing happened, and he got retained for a year. He's he's incentivized as well. We've now motivated him. Yeah. So we've got Mercedes Lewis and Kevin King both willing to prove themselves. Mm. Because let's face it, nobody owes anything in this game. Because whatever Mercedes says, it's all about the money. But when you do look at it, there is still a career and a legacy for these guys. Kevin King doesn't want his career to be summed up with eye rolls in yeah. a year's time. When everyone just looks back and go, "Oh, he was crap." Well, he, he doesn't have to be. He can end it on on his terms now. Yeah, and he can put stuff on tape. And look, it happened with the Honey Badger. I mean, he tested the market and everyone thought, like, oh, he's going to get a massive payday. He didn't. And then he does now because he's so valuable yeah. to his team. That's what yeah. happens. You know, you sort of, you, you know, for whatever reason, the market isn't there for you. You put some good stuff on tape. Then all of a sudden, if stuff falls your way, well, then you get a whopper payday. That's what Kevin King has at stake. For the Packers, it's an absolutely low risk high reward yeah, deal it's a no oh brainer my God, it's, it's an absolute no brainer yeah, little money it's for not exciting it's not sexy but mm. it works well look at it right so we're likely going to have another virtual zoom enabled off season and can you imagine bringing in some new cornerbacks and trying to feed them the system we've got Joe Barry yeah. in there so the system's yeah. different anyway you yeah, know yeah, and they don't yeah. know the people's playing styles and the thing is look Joe Barry he's come in uh, they've done wonders with Zadarius. They've done wonders with Preston Smith's contract to bring him back. Um, mm-hmm. And as Adrian Amos incorrectly said, uh, he's got all of his secondary back, to which Raven Green went, uh, eh, yeah. you know, like, hi. You not like me, bro? Yeah. Um, so yeah. does that sort of stuff. Uh, am but, I a joke to you? <laughs> am I a joke to you? But here's a question for you, Daryl. Um, they've literally brought the band back together. Yeah. Does that mean that the Packers think they had enough to get to the Super Bowl? Um, are they looking to get enough plus add experience plus add draft picks to get to the Super Bowl? Do they think they're only one or two players away? Um, is this something that they'll literally give it to Aaron Rodgers and say, we're giving you the same team, can you do the same again? Um, like, what do you think's in play here? Is this the Packers' version of going all in? I mean, is, is no, this all in for No, I think that's them? it. No, I think you're right. I think what they're going to do, and what, look, no matter what way you cut it, and you can split the stats up whatever way you like last year. Last year, we had a bit of misfortune in that game and it came down to arguably... Well, definitely one, but maybe two bad calls, right? And I think if you look at that, what, what do good teams do? Well, good teams don't break up what's good. What they do is they supplement what's good. And if you look in other sports, say, for example, I'm looking at the likes of Chelsea or Liverpool in the English Premier League. Yeah. You look at Liverpool, not this season, but after last season when they won, people were saying, oh, they, you know, they could rule the roost for years to come. And what they were looking at doing, and Chelsea is the same, what they do is they don't, not even Chelsea, I'm thinking more Man City here, but what you do is, when you have a great team, you don't sit on your laurels year in, year out. You mm. add to it. You buy players in to sit and watch this system and play where they can. So I think this is Packers going all in saying, we had a good thing last year. We obviously had a very good thing around the camp too. If you look at bringing Lewis back, you don't want people going, oh man, why is he gone? He was great. We loved having him around. Yeah. If anything, all you need to do is build that belief back again and say, we're giving you, ex- all you, you did exactly what we needed last year, but we need you to go that one step further. And let's face it, we had one step. Yeah. It was one step that we missed last season. So I'm looking at this going, 
you take a good team you don't dismantle it you don't alter it radically you just add to it now it's again it's not great doesn't make headlines people are going oh we're not doing anything in free agency we are we're ste- we're actually th- we're making a very loud and clear message here saying we want the team we want the band back together yeah. we've got one more album in us and we're good to go well if you look at it right so the offense was the number one scoring offense um in the mm. nfl with what they had People are going to moan, whatever. It is what it is. Defense, obviously, they let Petten go. So they've also kind of, you know... Petin. They've telegraphed the fact that they thought their deficiencies were defensive um, yeah. in that regard. Um, then if you look at the individual and we get a bit more granular with it. So you look at Preston Smith, kind of underwhelmed in the year. Uh, that could have been down to scheme. Apparently it was. You look at Kevin King. Um, in that one game alone, you know, the brain fart moments was enough to kind of sink the ship. So they, the, he's incentivized to do better, as is Preston Smith, because he's taken that pay cut and, you know, he's going to want to get his money back up and all this type of stuff. And there's heavy incentives in his deal as well. So with the same offense, hopefully they're going to add to it. It gets stronger, gets more inventive, um, you know, especially with the emergence of Bobby Tanya. But the only thing mm. is, Daryl, what it does for me is, is that it takes away the excuse almost from the Packers and the fan base who support them that if they've fielded the same team, other teams have got worse in areas and have got better in other areas. If we don't do as well, it's a dangerous thing, isn't it? Because yeah, at least if you some players are missing, you can say, oh, well, you know, there was change and a new D coordinator and oh, the wide receiver is gone now. And, but now they've said it's the same team. If you mm-hmm. look at the schedule that we had last year, admittedly, some parts were fairly easy. You know, like it was strength of schedule as the season got on um, really did fall in the Packers' favour. Isn't it dangerous though? Because now if we don't perform in 2021, you're like, well, it's the same team. Obviously it was strength of schedule, it was luck, it was Aaron Rodgers playing out of his skin and all this type of stuff. So there's never really been this, because you know when you compare like, you know, the Patriots with player and if you look at them now and you're like, well, you can't compare eras. This is one year after the next. This is yeah. comparable, so it's going to be no, it very interesting to look at. What I would, the way I would argue this, a lot of it comes down to man management. Uh, you know, it's something I don't think gets enough attention. Um, you know, on the American side of things, anyway, I think in European sport, it gets a lot of attention as to how to manage this, how to manage these egos. Yeah. But I would say it's more dangerous if you don't do that now. In other words, if it all blows up in their face, fine. They had the strength of their conviction. They based a decision on what they had in front of them at the time. Let's face it, NFL is so stats-based. They're looking at it going, well, what's wrong with that? Where can we slightly improve it? Let's not dismantle it and try and rebuild it. Let's just push that on. So in a lot of ways, to do this now, though, sends a very clear message out to the team that we believe, what we believed last year, we still believe this year. In other words, what you what you bought into last year wasn't a lie, it wasn't a myth, it wasn't a mirage. You're buying into something, we believe you can do this. And you're saying the same message to them again. You're saying, lads, we all know what happened, but we still believe in what we were doing last year is the way to do this. And that straight away gives you an, a massive boost going into it where they realise we were on this path last year. These are the mistakes we made and this didn't happen. In other, ways, in other words, if you dismantle this slightly, that thing you told them last year's conviction, this is the team, you guys are the guys that kind of falls apart and you're sort of looking at your back going, well, Mm. he's gone, I could be gone if this doesn't go well and he could be gone and I've only got this many years on a contract. All of a sudden, everyone starts thinking about me as they're thinking about the collective. Now, maybe I'm reading too much into this, but to me, you want to motivate your dressing room as well. You've already lost Petten. It's kind of in a way saying, okay, he he made a few things there we didn't like, but we've got this guy in, he's going to tweak things and we're all good. But by the way, you guys still have the skill set we need. Yeah. In other words, we can do this with you. And I think that sends a really cohesive message out that we are one dressing room, You know that we're in this together as a team. Well, look, to prove your point, 
Um, what was all the controversy at the start of the offseason about? In the interview after that Bucks game, Aaron Rodgers was lamenting the fact that, you know, no one's going to, like, I don't know where my future is. I don't know where Jonesy's going to be. I don't know where Jamal's going to be. Albeit Jamal is suiting up in blue now, but AJ Dillon should come in and step into that role. But by and large, your point has been proven because that was the one thing that stood out in Aaron Rodgers' mind was kind of like, and if you read behind that, and again, the body language expert on UK Packers HQ, is that if you read into that, it was kind of like, it felt like Aaron Rodgers even felt like that we were so close, we had it in us, we just didn't get the job done. So even he's kind of saying that. So if that's what he truly believes, which we can only assume, um, even though he, you know, what more could you want from him? He was MVP. Then Goody gives him that team back miraculously and says, look, it's basically still intact, potentially upgraded with AJ Dillon having more of a role. No disrespect to Jamal, but, you know, that's the general consensus and hopefully it comes true. Um, Even though Jamal was, loved the guy, absolutely fantastic. Um, Of course, the O-line, there's question marks, but they might, you know, the Packers have always been good on on the O-line and and looking at the draft. Um, So, yeah, they've basically given him back his same team. So to prove your point, I think Rodgers felt that way, obviously, because he was like, well, I don't even know where I'm going to be. And it's interesting too, Daryl, that they, you know, there was rumours that they were working on his contract to restructure it. Interesting that they still haven't. Do you think it's still to come or do you think that the Packers hold that ace in the hole? I don't know. I, I think you were right last week and I was just looking at, it's on Packers using Doherty, which we all know is Doherty. Doherty, yeah, that, name, yeah, that's, yeah. But he basically, he, he's basically verbatim. I think he just listened to you last week and mm-hmm. has basically spat that onto a page. And I think he feels the same way. It's kind of, if you don't touch it, you're sending a very clear message out to him that we were, you know, your t- your days are numbered regardless of what we told you. And if they touch it, it's basically buying in for the long term. I still think they will. Yeah. I actually just think they realize this is easy to do. Let's not bother with that for a minute. I imagine Aaron Rodgers already knows what's going to happen there because his his agent has definitely raised it, saying, you know, you can do this. Are you gonna? Yeah. Um, because it's more money for him in the short term. But if you look at it. They haven't done it yet. Doesn't mean they won't. It's uh, it's an easy way to produce the cap. If they think they can use it, they will. If they don't, they might find other ways. I don't know. I, I still think it's maybe it's one of those things because it's low hanging fruit that they haven't taken it yet. Mm. But I, it doesn't mean they won't. And I wouldn't read too much into it either. I really wouldn't read too much into it. You you can't mess with your quarterback. No. It, and as, as, if we're right, and we think the reason why they haven't changed nothing. And let's face it, that's exactly what they have done. Well, then why would you mess with the quarterback, the guy that you're saying to them, here's the team, go and do the same thing, but just go and do it better? Why would you mess with him? Yeah. Yeah. And I think as well as that, like, are people short-sighted that they don't see that potentially what they're doing is that they think they have the team to potentially go to the game. And if they find that they fall short again, that they better be able to pinpoint what exactly that ingredient is. Use that contract restructure, you know, further down the line to capitalize somebody so like again you know all this obj talk flies around and everything else so maybe they say look okay we admit it maybe we, we do need x player um and so they use that contract at that do point know, do you know what it'll be, you because, know what it'll be? It'll well, like 27 wide receivers they will actually just get rid of a quarterback like we said they would and we don't even have one mm. don't need one just yeah, get just all wild, the wide receivers holding. everything yeah. all the players will just be wide receivers and then the, some of the fans finally might be happy Oh, damn, we don't have a quarterback. Yeah. What are you thinking? Uh, yeah, so look, I think it sends a, a, a... The thing is, they don't have to touch it and they didn't need to touch it. And and again, look, from us and all the draft experts and everything else, we didn't see Kevin King come back. No. He did. We didn't see Preston Smith come back. He did. Um, you know, they haven't cut a bunch of people that were expected to go. Um, they brought back Aaron Jones. This offseason has went in a way that no one expected, which is why it wouldn't surprise me if they did just do that 
Aaron Rodgers structure because well, the they're like, oh, well, okay. and all fans fall into this trap because we're all couch experts. But let's let's just assume maybe just once. This is a bit wild. I'm going out there, but let's just right, assume. Go, go on. They, let's just assume they might know more than we do. Just gonna. You're not a. No, hold on. You're not allowed to say that. Am I fired? That's the number one cardinal well, on, rule on. of all tweet, tweet, armchair just got a tweet. GMs. Breaking news. Come on. Breaking right, news. On. The Bears. Oh, yep, yep, yep. They still suck. Still suck? Yeah. Oh, thank God for that. Yeah. I was starting to worry. I saw the Andy Dalton QB1 tweet, and I was thinking, does that mean they don't? And I was like, no, they no, still do. They, they still do. So you heard it here first. Anyway, let's run through this really quickly because um, I know we're tight on time. Um, let's run through uh, match uh, article. I'm not going to go into the... I'm not going to go into the conjecture no. um, about who we're going to draft. So I'll yeah, yeah, drop that on, off. But there is an interesting one here. And I, oh, Schneidman, on. he does talk about it. Uh, and I, I had it and now I've lost it. But it's here. He talks about, he talks about Creed Humphrey being a projected draft pick. I think it's the only one he puts in as projected. I there believe he another plays one. with Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Um, oh, yeah, 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 right, you're right. It's, it's Richard Sherman and um, yeah, Eric, Eric Stokes. Eric Stokes. Stokes. Uh, yeah, so he doesn't have Kevin King in there. So it, it was done yeah. before the Kevin I King that, yeah. thing. Amazing. The Kevin King thing. Um, Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, QB. Standard. Yeah, um, drop him, Aaron get Jones. wide receivers. Yeah, drop him up, get wide receivers. Uh, by lots. Uh, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, Patrick Taylor, and Dexter Williams. I like uh, it. Any surprise? Yeah. No, I like it. I mean, AJ Dillon, he's, I mean, let's face it, we talked about this last year on and off. We talked about how we're going to mm. give AJ Dillon a little bit more playing time. And now we got him. I'm, ha- I'm excited about that. But he was on the Rona list, oh, so he no, said that he Rona. wasn't the same. My Corona. Uh, so we can't really hold that hold that against. Would you hold it against me? We can't do that to him uh, because Should he wasn't right. Should we just sing the rest of this? <laughs> Devante, uh, Devante Adams. Who? Uh, MVS. Yes. Uh, Alan Lazard. Uh, Devin. <laughs> yeah. The what is this? The roster of the musical. Devin yeah. Funches. Uh, Equinimius Saint Brown. This is the thing. You wanted to be an Egyptologist. Yeah. I did. Equinimius St. Brown. I think his middle name, or I think, isn't his brother, is called Imhotep St. Oh, Brown. Amazing. Um, and he speak. I think him and his brother speak like three, four languages. And well, their parents, I think, fair. it's ridiculous. And his uh, his brother's ripped. I think his brother is Imhotep. Um, and Equinimius. No, I think, uh, his, I think Equinimius. I think his name is, it's Equinimius Tristan Imhotep, isn't it? There you go. And then his brother. Can you look that up? Can we do that? Um, if you look up his brother, his brother oh, has no, his, an Egyptian his, his name. His siblings are, yeah. His siblings are Amon-Ra, which was obviously the there god of the sun. God then of we have Osiris. Mm-hmm. And then we have... So there's two Osiruses, actually. I'm surprised there isn't... A, and there's another There's another Amon-Ra. So hang on a minute. There's Amon-Ra St. Brown, Osiris St. Brown, Osiris Adrian Aman-Ra, J. St. Brown, and Amon-Ra Julian Heru Jr. St. Brown. Jesus. His parents are called John Brown and Miriam Brown. Like, seriously. John and Miriam? Yeah. That's like, that's that's like little England. Like... Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello, I'm we, John and Miriam. Should we go shopping to Asda? And then they have all these amazingly named yeah. kids. Class. I like but that. But I, I, um, I think his parents, one of them, I don't think it's Egyptology, but I think it is classics-based or something. Um, and they're highly educated and they give their kids really gangster Egyptian names, um, which is really cool. So anyway, I just thought I'd mention that because you come up in the news and I know you're into Egyptology. You are a wh- whisper away from... <sighs> whisper. Uh, yeah, I would have had to... I would, to have, yeah, would have had to go to Leeds. How's it going? I'm here to do, uh, here to do Egyptology, Egyptology. and with the mummies and that. 
Yeah. Is that your ma? So Malik Taylor as well. All of this is like subject to change. Uh, tight end, Bobby Tonyan, Marcelo Delush, uh, Josiah De Guara and Dominique Daphne. He has Daphne and Jay Sternberger battling it out for the last yeah. spot. With Sternberger missing out, interesting. Um, I would have put Sternberger in, but that's just me. Mm. And I'm probably, yeah. you know, I absolutely, you know, would say that Schneidman probably knows more than I do when it comes to that. But I would put Sternberger in. Mm-hmm. So what I look, and this is the thing is that when you look at the lock, sometimes it just doesn't happen. But this is where we start to get squeaky bum times. Like you can hear yep. the in the studio here. Uh, David Bakhtiari, nice, uh, but again injured. Elton Jenkins with the silent G, nice. Yeah. Lucas Patrick, yeah. John know. Runyon Jr. Yeah. Billy Turner yeah. uh, Josh Nyman Josh Nyman Nash which Nyman. is uh, he's related to Matt Nyman this is just this podcast this has gone off the say. wall we have turned uh, this into pure nonsense you're, yeah. listen listeners you're learning nothing here just switch no, off there's no, nothing to be learned no. here yeah, yeah. we've See descended into farce just re-listen to the first 20 minutes and then ignore all this mm, first 20 minutes was solid, solid. Yeah. Uh, Jake Hansen Simon Stepaniak uh, Ben Ben Braden and he has Creed Humphrey in there but again did you Darryl, see the size of Creed Humphrey injured. Well, he's got a name like Creed. He he's is huge. Serious. Oh, you know, yeah. you know that ship that just got stuck in the in this in the Suez Canal? You send <laughs> him, him down. Don't just send him down to upend it. I mean, Christ, I'm not decision. Well, that, that, that was him going for a dip. Could have been. How's it going? I'm just going for a dip. Uh, do, oh, do you know what I found as well? You can. Oh, I won't bother. Going. There's a vessel tracker, and you can see yeah, all the yeah, ships I have in that. the world. Myself so, and, yeah, and little, I, Oscar loves looking at that. Um, instead of bedtime yeah. stories, we just track down naval ships track vessels and that's going to feed into the whole Russian spy thing anyway yeah. uh, Kenny Clark Kingsley Kiki uh, Dean Lowry oh, Tyler Dean Lowry still there oh Christ snacks. I really thought he'd be gone by now yeah. good old snacks yeah well. bit of day snacks um, Z Smith Rashan Gary Preston Smith amazingly and Randy Ramsey are coming in with Randy outside Randy Ramsey Randy Ramsey um, oh so Randy so then inside linebackers this is just bonkers uh, and so was the inside linebacker core Chris Barnes yeah did well Kamal Martin yeah promising Ty Summers yeah could have been Oren mm. Burks nah kind of on his last one but Daryl we need to do something there especially with this Tampa 2 uh, when yep. it comes to yeah we're definitely missing inside linebacker Jimmer. was the one I mm. thought we are quite deficient in if we yep. want to run Tampa means, 2 yeah. we got to do something here Got to do something. Cornerbacks, Jair, uh, Kevin it. King, loving it. Josh Jackson, Chandon Sullivan, uh, and also Kat Dar Holman as well. So again, he has Eric Stokes. Stokes. Yeah, Eric Stokes in Stokes. as a projected draft pick. So again, leaving the conjecture aside, it's obvious, Daryl, that we can see the deficiencies there. Yep. Um, safeties, Amos, Savage, Fernand Scott. Henry Black, uh, Caden Stearns in as uh, projected traffic. Uh, Mason Crosby going nowhere. Ah, got a bit Scott. of Mason. Love a bit oh, of yeah. Mason. Now he's he's. He, would you say he's Sam Cock like? Don't know. Getting up there in age, isn't he? Oh, J.K. Scott. Uh, he's on the hot seat. Yeah. And long snapper. Um, which is not to be confused with the film The Snapper, which is oh, yeah, Hunter Bradley, uh, the Borges. man, the man mm. with two surnames. Mm. Yeah, what's with that? Oh, silly! That's so silly. It's like Finley and Torkel. Anyway, uh, so they they brought in a free agent. Oh, I signing, met an American um, once called Ku Cuckland, and I said, "I'm didn't. sorry, go go say that again." And he said, "My name is Ku Cuckland." And I was going, "Can you spell it?" So he spelt it, and it's Ku Hullen, as Cuckland, in yeah. the mythical Irish uh, hero. Don't um. Don't name him something unless you can pronounce it. That's my first thing. That's bad, isn't it? So, 
Cuckoo Cuckoo. That's really bad. I always had the urge to name one of my kids something Italian uh, because we have a very shady... Not it's not sh- the fact. Look, we don't have shady relatives, but it's shady that we have oh, I don't Italian know. relatives. I don't know. We've apparently. got a couple of shady relatives. I mean, you're my brother mm. for one. There's one. <laughs> yeah. Throwing shade my way. So yeah, they brought in a new long snapper, uh, Georgie Borges. So we'll see Good what competition Sheridan. he can give. Good girl, Sheridan. That was just the most disturbing moment ever. Pick up your knickers. Um. So. Yeah, he's going to have some competition there as well. So we can see the glaring deficiencies. So I don't think it's any secret where they go in the draft. Although they did draft a quarterback and then go for Ooh. a quarterback and then go for a tight end fullback hybrid last year. So, um, yeah, look, do you know what? Do you know what? Go on. If they got the number one pick somehow, they're not. But if they drafted the best player somehow, do you know what? What? Will I tell you? Yeah, go on. Packer fans, not happy. Not happy. Do you know why? Because it won't be a go wide on. receiver. That's why. Oh, well. Well, even if it was, do you know what? It's the wrong one. Yeah. It's the wrong one. Yeah. And do you know what happened? They would be unhappy. He'd pull his hamstring in training camp. <coughs> People would be like, told you. Yeah. Told He's you. He'd like that. I look. Prop. I look back into his college game and like there was one game there where he had a tweak and I told people down the to one of his childhood friends and when he fell on yeah. his knee that time it wasn't bad. I knew he was going to come back and get him. I told you, yeah. Sure, look at me tweet from seven months ago. I know better than the whole lot of yeah. Yes, I'm all a share of. So that's what it sounds like to me in my head when I see anyone going. <laughs> so there it is. Uh, congratulations, anybody who's reached this part of the podcast. Yeah, and if you have switched off before this, well, you won't ever hear this. So yeah. Also, can't blame you. Yeah. Um, so there we go. At Daryl J. O'Brien on the Twitter. At Steve Diddy NFL on the Twitter. At the Paddy Packer on Instagram. It's, it's, it's so racist. Oh, it's just so gratuitously racist. I'm just going to report myself. Oh, I really stage as in a I'm surprised yeah. they haven't shut you down already. I know, yeah. So, uh, and of course, at UK Packers on Facebook, Instagram and the Twitter box and get into the private group and follow us on YouTube and Patreon is going to be coming out with a clanger of a draw as well. That's coming really soon. So you've only got a couple of days to sign up for that. But from himself and from me self, it's a big go pack go and see you later.